Seltzer Kings Podcasts. Hey, are you into werewolves, mad sciences, and a little bit of witchcraft? Then stay tuned for an all-new episode of Watch Corner. We're riding this train straight into the sun. Woo! Tune in to a classic episode of Watts Corner on the Seltzer Kings Network. Available on all podcast platforms. Hello and welcome to the podcast that asks a simple question. When your feelings got hurt because no one cared that your feelings were hurt, what the hell were you thinking? I'm your host, Dave Bledsoe, and this is a Friday, November 13th, 2015. Let this be your last trigger warning edition of the show, where we talk about atheist cups and angry college students, and how I just really needed a trigger warning that I was going to be so upset by everything that happened this week. Stay tuned. The What the Hell Were You Thinking podcast is brought to you this week by Louder's Bullhorns. Why raise your voice to make it heard? Turn on a Louder's Bullhorn. Louder's is staples of chants, rants, and no matter what your political stance. Since 1968, we've helped crowds be heard on campus, on the street. It doesn't matter your position or your inarticulate rage. Sound better when it's louder. If you would like to sponsor the show, listen to the guys over at Louder when they say, No! On the high seas, your ship attacked. The dread pirate Roberts never takes prisoners. I can't afford to make exceptions. I mean, once word leaks out that a pirate has gone soft, people begin to disobey you, and then it's nothing but work, work, work all the time. You mock my pain! Life is pain, Highness. Anyone who says differently is selling something. This week was a week of rage. We've seen the oppressed rise up against their oppressors in places like Starbucks and Yale University or 11-year-old Tyler Overman's bedroom. And his protest against unfair bedtimes broke the regime of parents Anne and Brett Overman, or as Tyler knew them as the dictators of Spruce Street. Power to the people, Tyler. Now, Tyler's just cause aside, some of the rage inside the machine this week has just been silly. Since Monday morning, I've witnessed the dumbest protests since the chicken sandwich uprisings of 2012. This contemporary idiocy swept the internet as some jack-off posted a video on YouTube proclaiming Starbucks as anti-Christian because, and as usual, I only wish I were making this up, because the coffee chain took some snowflakes off the disposable cups containing their shitty coffee. That's just stupid. I know. I mean, Starbucks is not anti-Christian because of their cups. They're anti-Christian because of their terrible coffee. Christ would not drink anything burnt that badly. It's like they've got fucking Marco Rubio's welder coming in and just burning every bean with his goddamn acetylene torch. And just to be clear, no actual Christians were oppressed. And in grudging candor, no actual Christians were even upset about the cups. This did not, however, stop the internet from taking umbrage on the stupidity of the idea. In fact, it seemed to me the only people who were actually mad about the cups were people in the internet who read about the cups and got mad about the idiot who was mad in the first place. It just hurts my head to try and unravel the dumb fuckery implicit in this, and yet I've spent an inordinate amount of time being mad about people being mad at the people who weren't even mad at the first place, and it's just left me a little groobermund. 
Mind if I just lie down here for a minute? I'm just so happy the internet has made my life so refreshingly uncomplicated. And comparing and contrasting the agony of the faux war on Christmas with the faux war on Halloween raging at Yale University, the war on Christmas seems almost plausible. It's because some students at Yale are very angry, <laughs> very angry indeed. Okay, bear with me here because this is going to get confusing. They're angry over an incident that originated with an email that asks students to maybe not be huge racist when they put on a Halloween costume this year. This original email caused a reply saying maybe people shouldn't get so worked up over an idiot, idiot in a tasteless Halloween costume. And that email spiraled out into a 12-hit-die fireball of rage and recrimination when a Yale, because it was from a Yale dorm master. Now, a Yale dorm master is the referee of the dorm who plans the adventure, plays all the non-player characters, distributes treasure and experience points for the campaign. Anyway, that email noted that college is a place where people experiment and can be allowed to make a mistake from time to time, and maybe even be dicks if that was what it took for them to grow up. And could people find an adult way to cope with the fact that they're a little bit offended? Now, naturally, this offended a lot of people. Students protested, they demanded resignations, and generally threw a tantrum over the incident. Op-eds flew back and forth in the student papers like magic missiles. What? Really? Uh, I'm being told by the producers that they would like me to stop making so many D&D references. It's just that they're really upset because I TPK'd the entire party last night because you guys were not paying attention. Check for traps. That's all you have to do is check for traps. It was a re... Sorry. Um, fine. Uh, suck it up, you little wussies. The outrage at Yale peaked into a stunning display of intellectual integrity when an upset student insisted that they did not want to have a debate about the issue. They only wanted to talk about their pain. In a video, Yale professor of sociology Nicholas Christakis and, by the way, the dorm master who uh, play, role-played the entire episode, displayed what can only be described as a zen-like state of calm as he debates students whose shrilling hits the same kind of nerve on me as Ted Cruz's voice. You know, the visceral reaction in my monkey brain that makes me just want to turn into a junior high bully and mock them until they cry. Christakis, whose wife is also a Yale professor and the writer of the email that intimates 18-year-olds might conceivably be offended by something in the real world without crying, attempts to discuss the situation while people legally entitled to vote in elections act in a manner more consistent with a petulant 8-year-old than many 8-year-olds I've actually seen. Please, be quiet! First 
of all, I'm not exactly sure what a safe space is. Uh, the last time I checked, the only safe space one human being can reasonably expect to experience is the confines of their own heads. And a lot of us aren't even that safe there. I mean, I hear this in my own head constantly. <laughs> Man, you are one pathetic loser. <laughs> Sad thing is the voice is actually really right. I, I am. I mean, if you, if, you, if you need a place where you feel safe from harm, maybe it should involve having food to eat, shelter from the elements, and the essential protections of law and society. Maybe, maybe I would call that a safe place. Or I, I call that living in a civilized society. What these students are asking for is a place where they feel free from anything which might, could, maybe, potentially kind of hurt their feelings. And I'm sorry, sunshine, but your feelings are not something that's protected by law. I mean, if they were, the entire fourth season of Battlestar Galactica would never have happened. Seriously, what the fuck was Starbuck? Was she a ghost? Was she an angel? What the fuck? You know, I'm still, I'm still a little messed up over that. Then we compare and contrast the war on Halloween in Yale with the rather more serious situation at the University of Missouri. You know, just to me, the racial overtone of people threatening minority students with violence, like pulling up in a pickup truck, waving a Confederate flag, and shouting the N-word at black students, is a bit more serious than an email suggesting you might not take such a huge affront at a sexy leprechaun costume because it insults your Irish heritage. And even at Missouri, the whole concept of people being affronted for the sake of being affronted, it just took over the narrative. After winning a well-deserved victory and ousting a university president, whose reaction to the racial incidents on campus was the real-life equivalent of the shruggy emoticon, exuberant students and professors literally called out the brute squad. I'm on the brute squad. You are the brute squad. To remove a student journalist who was there taking photographs to document the story. The student reporter, who actually comported himself with dignity and civility, noted that a student's right to be in a, quote, safe space, unquote, in a public place, is not protected by the law, while the first a fucking amendment of the Constitution actually is. This did not stop the protesters, including an associate professor of communications at the journalism school, from asking for some muscle to remove the photographer. God, I don't even know yet how did this happen. You know, there is a difference between legitimate racism and thoughtless jackassery. Wearing a Halloween costume that is offensive is a dick thing to do, and no one should ever wear blackface for any reason, even if you are Robert Downey Jr. For 400 years, that word has kept us down. What the fuck? Took a whole lot of time just to get up that hill. Now we up in the big leagues. Cannot turn a bed. Long as live, it's you and me, baby. <laughs> That's the theme song for the Jeffersons. You really need help. Yeah, just because the theme song don't make it nothing. It just makes you an asshole. 
And But being an asshole is way different than burning a cross on somebody's lawn or threatening to lynch an African-American because you see them on campus. Dressing as Hitler is douchey. Denying Holocaust is being a racist. There's a difference between hurting someone's feelings and violating someone's rights to exist as a citizen. If someone hurts your feelings, you call them an asshole. Don't demand their, their expulsion or their being fired from the university. And when someone disagrees with you about an issue, they are not denying you an opinion. Your petulant whine and demands that they step down from their job is denying the other person their opinion. Because you don't agree with it, or indeed like the other person's opinion, or even the other person doesn't mean that they aren't allowed to have or express their opinions. Your individual butthurt is not sufficient to silence dissent. And let me be clear on this before I go on. Asserting your rights under the law to equal and integrated access to education and facilities of your university is not something you should need to protest for, but yet clearly do. This is not the fight I am talking about. I am talking about the whining white kid problem whose greatest adversity is having a class before 11 a.m., whose only experience with actual racism is the very special episode of whatever show kids were watching in the early 2000s when they got home from school, whose idea of seeing the violence inherent in the system help, help, I'm being repressed. is a remark that could be construed as poorly thought out while minority students are actually experiencing the pecan flavor of genuine American racism. I don't think that your pain is something I need to be concerned about. Maybe I should be concerned about the pain of the people who are actually experiencing the racism. At Amherst College, a group of student protesters issued demands that other students who posted flyers stating all lives matter and decrying the attacks on free speech at the University of Missouri be, quote, required to go through the disciplinary process, as well as extensive training for racial and cultural cultural competency. Further, they must, quote, apologize for the college's institutional legacy of white supremacy, colonialism, anti-black racism, anti-Latino racism, anti-Native American racism, anti-Native indigenous racism, anti-Asian racism, anti-Middle Eastern racism, heterosexism, cis-sexism, xenophobia, anti-Semitism, ableism, mental health stigma, and classism. That's what the group called the Amherst Uprising says. Just for clarity, Amherst is one of the most liberal colleges in America. The class of 2018 is 51% women and 45% self-described person of color. Not since Little Rock's central class of 1961 has any school shown such dismal representation when it comes to diversity. Why, Amherst is practically the cast of Friends. It's fucking Amherst, a school so liberal they make Bernie Sanders look like George fucking Wallace, and they're demanding people be punished for exercising free speech. Was I involved in a transporter accident? You must return to your universe. I must have my captain back. I shall operate the transporter. You have two minutes and ten seconds. You know, I thought my goatee was looking a bit more sinister lately. Look, I get it. I'm a privileged white male. I accept your position that my gender and ethnicity give me an enormous advantage in pretty much 
every facet of modern life. I understand how history has influenced the lives of men and of, excuse me of women and minorities, and believe that certain redresses and even certain reparations ought to be made to compensate for the shitty, shitty things white male Christian patriarchy inflicted upon generations of other human beings. And you know what's even worse is that I'm now firmly middle-aged, rendering me hopelessly outdated to anyone under the age of 25, so you're not going to listen to a single word I say. But I've also realized this gives me a refreshing freedom to say certain things. One of these things is grow up. No, seriously, grow the fuck up. Wipe the snot away from your precious little noses, clean the dirt off your knees, and walk it off. The world, the universe, does not give a shit about you. Your university only gives a shit about you in as much as your last tuition check clear. Your future employers do not give a shit about you. Your parents probably don't give a shit about you, except they might have some lingering sense of guilt for bringing a self-entitled little shit into the world and raising it to be a whining douchebag of self-involvement. The sooner you learn this hard truth, the better off you and, quite frankly, the rest of us will be. Also, and this is really important, check your fucking privilege. You are going to Yale. You're going to Amherst. I'm pretty sure you're going to be all right. Ask the poor black kid in Tuscaloosa, Alabama, who's barely passing the sixth grade, what it means to be disenfranchised. And I suspect that the answer he gives will be refreshing because you guys are a bunch of selfish fucking pricks. And if you desperately need to call me out and write my name all over Twitter and social media, I please, I urge you, go ahead, make sure that you've got the name of the podcast correctly spelled. Because, you know, this is how I genuinely feel if you're angry with what I'm telling you now. Does this mean we're not friends anymore? If I thought you were my friend, I just don't think I could bear it. To the students in Missouri who fought a good fight for a noble purpose, good goddamn job, super duper goddamn job. For the football team particularly who went on strike and hit school what hurts right in the sports balls. But to the petulant, whiny brats who shit all over the First Amendment, you know, the same one that was providing the protection to actually go out and demonstrate, fuck you. You should be ashamed of yourself. You know, when you're young, you think the world is all about you. You think that you're at the center of it. And everything that happens is a personal affront to you. It's like that time when Barbara and Julie went to go visit their dad. And they came home to tell Anne that, you know, their new stepmom, their dad's new wife, wanted all of them out of their dad's life. You know, they probably actually thought they were being oppressed. But come to find out the wicked stepmom really wasn't that wicked. And they... As always, they needed Schneider to fix it. You know, if the University of Missouri or Yale or Amherst had a Schneider, everything would be so much better. That's what Schneider does. He fixes it. That's why he's the super. This is it. This is it. This is life.
every week the hardest editorial decision I make on this show is when to stop the 70s TV show theme song. I really think I stopped that one too soon. I've noted before that certain aspects of the PC cultures worked wonders. And thinking about the words you say or the things you do as they impact others is always the right thing. But intolerance for the sake of tolerance is the opposite of tolerance. It's hypocrisy. It's 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 oppression. No one expects you to like bigots, racists, Republicans, or even NASCAR fans. You can say terrible things about them in a podcast until your heart's content. And do you think I have a podcast because people find me entertaining or refreshing or even witty? Or they enjoy set references to 70s television and 80s gaming. No, no, I have a podcast because it's where I can spit all of my vitriol and spite towards people I find offensive, stupid, and bigoted into 30 minutes of mocking derision once a week. And then I can leave it and go out and be a nice person the rest of the time, particularly to my family. So with all of this in mind, and I really am here to help... I'm going to compile this little something to help all of you sensitive souls out there. So, let this be the last trigger warning you will ever need. Put it on your your ringtone, your text message alert, whatever it takes, because I'm going to lay some truth on you. There is no way I'm going to get through this on one take, but I'm going to try. The world is full of dickheads, racist Assholes, douchebags, bigots, zealots, narcissists, bad dates, insensitive pricks, aggressive drivers, creepy uncles, hypocritical preachers, dishonest politicians, smelly people on the subway, leering sexists, selfish lovers, cheating bastards, frigid sex partners, uncaring co-workers, lazy employees, and bipolar bosses, cats that piss on your clothes, J.J. Abrams ruining your childhood, the Kardashians, canceled favorite television shows, dead parents, plants which don't bloom, cards that don't start, premature ejaculation, dry vaginas, flaccid peni, internet outages, spotty cell reception, airport delays, bloated government programs, podcast hosts who love the sound of their own voices, moms who don't like your choice and significant others, line cutters, wait staff who ignore you, kids who don't call, people on elevators who fart and leave you to take the blame, cell phone conversations on public transit, late buses, crowded subways, people who stand in the goddamn doors when you just want to get off. <laughs> Serious, shitty series finalities, cold coffee, people who think cold coffee is something that I might enjoy, charity people who stop you on the street, people who stop on the stairs to text, subway masturbators, people who call you when the text will do, voicemail, needing to pee after drinking too much coffee, grammar Nazis, people who get angry when you use Nazis to describe anything other than actual Nazis. Speaking of the Nazis, tea parties, politicians, idiots, fools, fuckwits, retards, people that use retards insensitively, bitches, dicks, cunts, people who use the word cunt even though they shouldn't, and Ted fucking Cruz. <sighs> that was tough. The only thing out there that is unqualified as true is that the Starbucks Red Cup 
is not taking the Christ out of Christmas. And the only person that thinks that this is true is that one infected dickhole of a dude. Seriously, fuck that guy. I would like to find him and commit a series of micro microaggressions on his ass, but he carries a gun, and I'm not going to do that. Of course he carries a gun. Why wouldn't he? I mean, that's just what guys like him do. He told the entire internet, he, not even Mike fucking Huckabee or my mom, who was way more conservative, way more Christian than Mike Huckabee, was angry about Starbucks. That guy's a dick. And But, you know, here's the thing. Here's the thing that's really hurtful. The one thing that really, if I, I could go back in time and say I need a trigger warning, is that this week has made me sound like a conservative. And I'm having to cope with some really painful memories. I mean, I can still hear Rush Limbaugh's voice. I, I, I just see myself buying his books. Oh my God, I listened to G. Gordon Liddy on the radio. God, no. <laughs> I don't want to debate. I just want to talk about my pain. <laughs> that is it for our show this week. We'd like to thank the band Hypnostate for their song Prelude to Common Sense. It plays in the opening credits. Get it out clever as that. You can find their work on gemendo.com. You can find this show, which is not common, nor does it make a sl slightest bit of sense, on iTunes and Stitcher, where you are legally obliged to subscribe, rate, and review this show. Otherwise, you've committed a microaggression against me and the many fine members of the show staff who work all week to come up with the lame-ass jokes you hear, and me, who works many minutes while drinking whiskey and slurring into a microphone. You can find all of our drunk, drunken ramblings at the hell underscore podcast on Twitter, the show name on Facebook, and all of the shows are at www.whatthehellpodcast.com. For myself, Dave Bledsoe, and all the other fictional, hard-working underlings, we want to remind you that it's, it's lonely, lonely out, tonight. out tonight, and the feeling just the got feeling right just for got a brand right new protest brand song. New so hey, won't you stay somebody, for another somebody, somebody done somebody wrong, wrong song? song? We'll see you guys next week. Hey, won't you play another somebody done somebody wrong song and make me feel at home while I miss my baby, while I miss my baby. So play, play for me a sad melody so sad that it makes everybody cry a real hurting song about a love that's gone wrong cause I don't want to cry all alone hey won't you play another Somebody done somebody wrong song And make me feel at home While I miss my baby While I miss my baby
not look that's gone wrong Cause I don't want to cry all alone Hey, won't you play another Somebody done somebody wrong song And make me feel at home While I miss my baby While I miss my baby Won't you play another Somebody done somebody wrong song And make me feel at home Seltzer Kings Podcasts.